back to Flights Allegazy. We have another tabletop talk here with Eric. Eric, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you guys? Ah, can't complain. Another day in paradise. Yes, sir. It's great being here. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Hell yeah. Nice Hell yeah. Thank on. you for your support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, before we jump sure. into some of your questions, as always, we'd like to know, how'd you hear about our podcast and what got you into the inheritance cycle? Oh, dude, great story, man. Thanks for asking. So uh, I have a history of like whatever girl I'm dating, like, hey, you know, I attach something to them. Like, right. hey, whatever my hobby is, you know, I want you to enjoy it. But I do that with inheritance. So if I like really like some girl, I'm like, hey, you want to borrow this book? You know? Well, an ex-girlfriend <laughs> called me at like two in the morning. Just she had a you know a nice a nice night out drinking. And she's like, hey, I'm thinking about you. And I'm like, cool, man. Why? Should I <laughs> I found this podcast called Flights Through Albania or something? I was like, dude, <laughs> what? She's like, you know, Aragon and the Dragons. And I was like, Allegasia, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's a podcast. You gotta check it out. I'm like, thanks for waking me up and telling me this, dude. Appreciate it. So I hung up on her. And like the next day at work, I Googled like flights through Allegasia on the whatever, Apple, whatever it's called. Found it. And that was like two months ago. I'm pretty, pretty sure I'm caught up all the way. Hell yeah. Nice, nice. But shout out to my ex. That was pretty cool. I got this awesome podcast. <laughs> I think it'd be great if we get her to be a Patreon also. And she goes, oh, well, I heard about this podcast. And I called my ex-boyfriend at 2 a.m. to fucking drunk as hell. I just ranted to him about it. No, she's just, like, talking trash the whole time. <laughs> I didn't know we've ascended to what drunk people yell to each other. That's, That's what I'm talking about, dude. How cool is that? That makes you feel like, so happy. I'm happy. Yeah, all, she, she's like, all week I'm listening to this podcast about Aragon and Dragons. I'm like, I actually finally wanted to tell you because I'm drunk. I'm like, okay, cool, dude. That was, that was a cool phone call, man. But uh, I got into the series in like probably fifth grade. We used to do those accelerated reading tests online. That Ooh, yellow yeah. screen with the blue letters yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Fuck that. Fuck yes. Those. So, oh, God. dude, dudes, I learned on early quick that like, you don't need to read multiple books. Like just one book above your level gets like a bunch of points. So I read The Hobbit and that Hobbit worked from like third grade all the way to fifth grade. I would just take that one test and it would pass because I had so many points. So I just memorized the test. And then sixth grade comes along and they're like, dude, you need more points. So I figured out what's the easiest way to get a bunch of points quick and not read a whole lot because I wasn't a big reader. So I just saw Aragon because how big it was. I'm like, Dragon? That looks pretty cool, man. So I just read it to like cheat the system with this accelerating rating thing and then found out that it's a really cool book and then I enjoyed reading for the first time. <laughs> yeah, nice. man. Nice. It was sweet. I used that. I used Hobbit and Aragon all the way to like freshman year in high school. Those two books got me through those courses. Nice. Just the points. Yeah, man. Nice. Solid, solid. I, I like it. it. I like it. That's, that's good tactics right there. I take uh, it you guys had the same thing, right? I was say yeah. that sounds like something I would do, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I was the nerd that actually read all the books, but we still had to do the AR, the AR quizzes. Like, oh oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> now, were you guys like open at an, at a young age to being nerdy? Oh, or yeah. Were you like, I, oh yeah, closeted yeah. nerdy? Because I was so closeted, like I didn't want anyone to know. I, I was, I was what you call a jock nerd. Same. 
same. Yeah. Whoa. Like we, we both played sports in high school and, and in middle school, but we fucking, like, we would nerd out about the nerdy oh, yeah. shit all the we, time. No way. Uh, what oh, was, yeah. like, the first, what was the first thing that we'd, like, nerd out about? It's, it like, honestly, it might have been Narnia with, uh, it was Narnia. Yeah. It might have been Narnia. I don't know yeah, if you've read sorry. that series, Eric, but Narnia oh, was a series by CBS. Yeah, man. For Aslan, dude. For Aslan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think our uh, our fourth grade teacher read those to us as a class. When we were we were in different classes, but uh, he read them to every class when we were like, that's just like the whole series. He'd just go through it. So I think that was like the first thing that we like fully got into when we were playing baseball together. Yeah. Oh, that time cool. we were playing on the same team. Yeah. I think I think for me but, growing up, my brother got me into Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Like straight off the bat, my brother didn't. Uh, like, like, yeah. He's like, you're gonna sit down and fucking watch this. And so we yeah. watched it, and I loved it. I fell in love with it. <laughs> and so that was how I got like into like my nerd side, like starting off at like eight years old. And I I just like took it. And I also love sports because my brother also played sports. So I always had like I guess quote unquote like an idol where who was like also nerdy but also the jock like it could be done it didn't have to be like the stereotypical the nerds hide in a closet with their like glasses and sit at a random table in the cafeteria like he was just like he was shut up uh, (laughs) he was like the man of the hour at the high school and everything like that so i just kind of grew up watching that i was like fuck it i want to be like that too i don't want anyone to like i want to i want to welcome everyone into my life and let them know that they can talk about whatever and i'm going to be down to talk about it too and that's just what happened Dude, that's wild. I was so opposite. I was like this skater, surfer, football player, dude. And I'm like, if any of my like my close friends says I like Pokemon, I'm gonna fight that man. You know, I was super scared of like uh, like Lord of the Rings too, like elves and stuff. I'm like, I don't like elves, dude. What is that? But see, deep like- down, I'm having I'm having dreams of like, oh, I could be an elf, dude. I have two swords and I can attach them together. Oh yeah, you know, I was a super nerd, yeah, yeah. but I never told anyone. Until maybe like sophomore year in high school, I uh, like hang out with all the varsity dudes, and they're like, "Yo, do you play Call of Duty?" I'm like, "Oh my god, no, it's terrible." And they're like, "Dude, we all play it. It's cool if you do." And so I find like, "Whoa, Josh play video games too," you know? So we started playing like Modern Warfare two and running those like all day after practice. Modern Warfare yeah, two until dinner. You play like the you know? co-op missions. Yeah. Dude, oh, for sure. Do you remember uh, the one where it's we, like we the one in the those. snow? It's the one in the dude. snow, and you have to, like, you have the, the suppressors. Oh, man. Yes. You have the pistol with a knife favorite. on it. Dude. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, I remember for, like, I've always been a nerd. Back in, like, in high school, middle school, most people were surprised that I was an athlete. And <laughs> That's now, awesome. Now it's flipped. Now people are surprised that I'm a nerd, which I don't get because I don't play sports anymore. <laughs> but, um, nah, I think that uh, ship knows this. Nerd, dork geek it's just it's been abundantly evident to pretty much everyone who knows me that's just kind of yeah oh cool dude how do the folks in indiana handle that nerd stuff up there dude you're surrounded by corn and bean fields my man bro you have no idea it's so fucking boring up here oh dude i used to live up there dude i used to i used to work in south bend that's why i'm like oh this poor guy he has no idea what he's getting into up there honestly i didn't you know like eh. It's a bubble anyway, but um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But I mean, South South Bend gets a bad rep. It's boring as hell, but there's some, yeah. there's some parts to it that are fun. Yeah, all right. Whatever floats your boat. For those of y'all who have no idea, sorry. So whatever floats your boat, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. For those of y'all that don't know, South Bend is a city. 
It's in Indiana. <laughs> Indiana's a state. It's in the Midwest. And uh, that's... And we promise it exists. <laughs> it does exist, guys. Few people live there. It's the state next to the state that Chicago's in. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, man. Hit us with it. What's some, what are some questions you have for us? Oh, uh, dude, I got I got a little list. Oh yeah, always prepared. Oh, always love our. I love cool. you guys so much. You guys are always prepared. Yeah. We come into everything like just kind of like half-assed, but not really. Like, <laughs> I guess that's really bad to say. I'm actually might take that part out. We come into this. No, that's that's a professional way to podcast, my dude. As much ass as possible. As much, yeah, there we go. As much, as, as much possible. ass as possible there we effort go. that we can give that week. As we put as much ass as we can. Yeah. Without overexerting ourselves, right? Oh, uh, God. Uh, if, my, if my wife were here, she'd make some dirty joke about that one. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm not going to help. Your guys' show is pretty mild, so I'll keep my nonsense out of it, huh? Uh, okay, it. cool. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite, like, B character in this? Not someone that doesn't really get a whole lot of action or, or, or talked about. I love Jode. Honestly, I won't lie. Like, Jode, I really oh, like his cool. character and who he is coming back from the history with Brahm. Like, I really want to know a little bit more about the Brahm and Jode storyline and how that occurred and what happened. I, I think we never really get it. And when we do get to meet Jode, there's always this, you always get to, I feel like every time I met him and every time we see him, there's some more information we're going to obtain that time. And it's like, and that's what I enjoy. I enjoy getting more information about what's going on. Even if it is a hundred years ago about what occurred, it's still information that we didn't have prior to. So I really enjoy him as like a B character. He's not really like right there in the action or like not even roaring. I mean, I, he might even be a C or D character, honestly, but yeah, he's still one of my favorites. Cool, man. Great answer. Um, Thanks. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of all the, the like secondary characters. Like, what's that? What's the healer's name that's Roran's friend? Is it Karn? Karn, yeah. dude! Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. my dude. Like, I kind of want to, I kind of want like more of like Karn and Roran. Like, I feel like that'd be like a good like friend dynamic, back to back fighting kind of way. Um, I think he's a healer. He's like a magician or something. Yeah, he's like um, a, one of the magicians. Yeah. But I'd say, I'd say Karn, or uh, honestly, if you could count him as a secondary character, the god, Guntera. Oh, uh, cool. No spoilers, but we were, I mean, that episode, we were freaking out about when the god appears in Elvis, uh, what is it, uh, in Brisinger? So yeah. um, I, I want more of that. Particularly if there's any character that I want more of, it'd easily be the Dwarven God. Like, oh, that would be sweet. Yeah. That'd be pretty that's, badass. No spoilers. I don't know if that's going to like make an appearance later or not, but we were freaking out about that. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. I love both those answers. I didn't expect either of those. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, yeah, Karn's my dude. He's cool. He's like, I don't know if I can do it, man, but I'll try. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Like most things in my life, like I don't know, dude, but I'll, I'll see if it kills me or yeah. not, man. There we go. There we go. Uh, that's oh, way, that's oh, good way to live. What's uh oh Tanga? Is that the dude in that tower? Oh, yeah. The elven tower? Yeah, yeah. Shit? yeah. Just asking questions. Yeah. Love that dude. Just the psycho guy in the tower. That's how I want to exist. Like I want to retire to be that guy. <laughs> You're just walking like, oh hey, there's there's that guy. That's old Tower Billy. Like, oh hey, what's the he, he's almost he almost knows. And you're like, he almost knows what? Who knows, man? That's just I kind of want to exist like that, you know. Chip, pretty... Chip, we we both know that's going to be red on your land when we're. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, red is definitely going to be living in a trailer house and like trailer home on my priest of property. 
asking are we getting questions. Trying to are we getting more of Red soon, man? Okay, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard it, but like, I don't want to put him back on the podcast because he read the whole damn series. Like, if I have him back on, oh, that, that's the reason why. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, like sense, the whole though. reason was like, I was gonna have him back on, like near the end of each book or something like that with us. But then he just went off and read the whole damn thing after he got the talk with us. So I was like, all right, well, screw you. And, really, and but. Red cannot keep a secret. No. But Red, Red cannot keep his mouth shut when it comes to cool stuff that we that he wants us to find out. He's a big – he spoiled like, everything. Yeah. No, there's – like He spoiled he something that happened in last book to me before we even got to it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so Red, so like, Red, Red wants to be – Back and we weren't ready to be back, but he read the whole damn series, so he can't be back. And he can't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Yo, hey, do you guys know? Uh, well, have you guys watched the Aragon movie? I know you guys no, said no. you haven't. We haven't yet. We still, we do you, okay. Do you know if Patreon allows the watch along feature because it's Patreon and it's behind the paywall? I don't know that. Uh, I'm glad to research uh, that. I, 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 I do part time work for a media company. And we do that. We go on Patreon and we'll have watch-alongs because it's Patreon. And we can say and do weird stuff. Uh, oh, because people are I'm, paying for it in theory? Yes. And you just give I'm a percentage of it to oh, and I'm pretty sure there's a way you can do it. Uh, I don't know how. I'll talk to the producers, but that's yeah. something to look into. Because, hey, yeah. everyone, everyone wants you guys to watch and get your live reactions. And I think Patreon can actually allow that. Yeah. That's a smart weird. idea. I'll definitely look That's into something that. I would look yeah. into for yeah. sure. Hell yeah. Um, about... I have an email, so if I figure something out, I can I can send you yeah, guys information. Absolutely, please do. Like that would be yeah. that'd be a good solution because like we we're thinking about obviously we're thinking about streaming it, and uh, just like with copyright and Disney and that's I can't, just not yeah, I can't afford to get sued right now. No, oh, neither for sure. Like <laughs> hopefully, like Disney, I have seven dollars. Please, <laughs> yeah. just, please allow really this, guys. Disney, I, send, really. <laughs> I don't think. It's gonna cost too much gas money, dude. I can't afford to get to the court. <laughs> that's the truth. But no, oh, I, that'd be great if you guys can figure that one out. Yeah, we're we're slowly, incrementally, very, very, very slowly working on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys already know what to expect, which is the best part. Like yeah, you know we expect it's not failure. the best. You know. <laughs> also, same thing I do with like my exes that I care about to show them the books. I don't care about them all, but like, if I just meet you, I'm not going to hand you these books. You know, they're expensive. Whatever. But uh, I'll, we'll always watch Aragon afterwards. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to make you watch this. It's hilarious because it's so bad. <laughs> and that's when they stop talking to me. <laughs> that's how bad that movie uh, is. <laughs> the woman to keep is the one that stays after you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right? She understands. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure about that one. You think Michelle would stick around for that? Michelle stuck around to watch Lord of the Rings before we got Lord, married. Lord of the Rings is very different from a bad Aragon movie. She watched the good, the bad, and the ugly. Still a better movie than the reputation. Have you ever <laughs> seen the good, the bad, and the ugly? I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I still think that Aragon's reputation is better than it. Probably. Mostly because not many people know about the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've seen that one. It, it's a somewhere. great it's a great classic but it's dubbed from italian it's and so uh, their words oh. move, like their mouth moves but the words coming out of like what they're saying just don't match oh that's and, so much fun yeah but it's a great clint eastwood movie huh 
How was it? Right, I never so. understood why it was originally in Italian. That's where they filmed it. And? So therefore they filmed in Italy at the time, and therefore it was Italian. <laughs> That's my only logic. I ain't got much logic behind it. Yeah. Wait, but doesn't it, one of you have a hatred for The Hobbit? No. Is that a thing, like the movies? No. I, I'm uh, not going to say I love the movies. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. If I, had, if I saw the movies without ready, reading the book, Hell yeah! Fuck the movies are phenomenal. Oh, like gotcha. they are phenomenal okay. films, and I love yeah. them to death. Movie, but yeah. no, because we have read the books, it, I am a little bit salty that they've added some things that definitely did not need to be added, and yeah. they uh, prolonged okay. it way longer than it actually needed to be. Like two movies yeah. would have been perfect. Yeah. You know, I think, like, yeah. I think one movie might have been too short. Three movies was too long. I'm, I'm gonna chip on that one independently as movies without consideration of the book. They're great movies. Like they're absolutely like they're they're perfectly fine. Like there's nothing wrong with them as movies, but as parts of the Hobbit, they really shouldn't have been called the Hobbit. They should have been called the appendices part one, two, and three. Like yeah. it's just because ah, cool. like the ho- ah, it's just ah. The, yeah. Right? I I was expecting this reaction. I'm glad I got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to ruffle some feathers, man. Uh, That's spice. Ask me about Star Wars or Harry Potter. You've already, I, you've already heard those rants like that. You've already heard. If those you rants. ask about that, I'm gonna go to my meeting at seven o'clock. I'm gonna let you guys keep on going, and I'm gonna leave. That's what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, no, I'm that. good on that. Agree with me. I will say you I'm ready to I'll say that. Oh no! Here we go. <laughs> what do I agree with you with? On Harry Potter and Star Wars. What about everything? No. Uh, <laughs> what do you disagree with me on? I think the ruling. Okay, Harry Potter. Let's take it one by okay. one, right? Okay. Yeah. Eric, Eric, you ruffle the feathers. This is what you get. You get Dude, the clapping, chicken wings, and stuff flopping everywhere. I'm so stoked for this. Rope. All right, all right. So here we go. You ready for this? All right. I, one thing I really dislike about the world of Harry Potter is that they do not really have any rules. You know, yeah. whatever it is said, they just say, oh, well, that was in the history, like the world book of histories for um, Harry Potter. But as a movie and a storyline, I really do enjoy the series. I read it every year. I watch every movie every year. I love that series. Maybe it was because it's like the first series I actually read all the way through. That was a little bit more of an adult book than just, you know, Warriors from the Cats, if you've ever read those. I still can't believe that you actually read those. I read this back in like fourth grade. Give me a break. I have no idea what that one is. Don't. <laughs> no. Honestly, people people will fight me about the Warrior Cat series. But the I, point I is, I don't like cats no. enough to read it. Um, sorry. No. Hell yeah. Star Wars. That's my that's my only beef with Harry Potter. That they're ruling the rules yeah. in that world just don't exist. I and agree with whatever that they want to do just makes okay. I is share any, that beef. That that is okay. That is, is there any other beef that you beef. have? Yes. What's the other beef? I have additional beef. One. The characters are so remarkably British colonials that uh, that I don't like reading about them and I don't like rooting for them. Think about it. The one British hero relies on every person around him to get him to the top, and they all die, particularly the, the Irish-looking ones. Uh, second of all, Harry's, <laughs> supposed to be, Harry's supposed to be a teenage guy, and growing up in the same time, like in the same age as that Harry was growing up was nothing like that. As dramatic, absolutely. As annoying, completely like that, not at all. Um, third of all, third of all, third of all. Actually, most of it has to do with world building, like you just said. I can't stand the utter lack of world building in Harry Potter. It annoys me. And just the magic system and the time turners and this is it. No, that's just lazy writing. Um, 
And that, that's mostly it. We, we mostly agree on the beef. I just have some additional ones about characters. Okay. Snape is not a hero. There we go. That's... You think Snape's uh -oh. a hero? Oh, here we go, ladies all right, and gentlemen. All right. Let's go. So, heroism is defined by doing something for someone else. Snape hasn't hit that bar. Everything that Snape did, even for Harry, he did out of his own self-interest and memory of Lily. All he did, he didn't do it for Lily, he did it for his memory of Lily. And his support, first of all, because he was a dick to Harry anyway, his choices at the end there were just because of how he remembered Lily and what he thought would redeem himself in her eyes. That's not heroism, that's self-interest. Not saying that that isn't a good character arc and that that's not a good in-depth character that has a morally ambiguous backstory. It's just not a hero arc. Come at me. Damn, man. He, he used morally and ambiguous, man. You better come out swinging. Can I finish? Can I finish? Say it. Completely. Yeah. What's your agree with that? Completely a dick to Harry Potter. All seven books. Now, you say that everything he has ever done in terms of making sure that either A, Harry Potter succeeds, or B, making sure that the people of Hogwarts actually stay alive and Voldemort doesn't make them all, like, bow down to him with magic and, like, the Cruciatus curse and everything. Snape does do other acts that have nothing to do with the connection between Harry and Lily, which do show that he is still a hero. Not really. Yes. Not. Killing like, Dumbledore? Uh, yeah, because, no, he killed, first of all, he kills Dumbledore because Dumbledore tells him to. Um, he kills Dumbledore, one, yes, because he tells him to, but two, also to save Draco from that dread. Yeah, the one character in the entirety of Hogwarts that doesn't deserve saving. Um, and he saved twice that that that, that series. I know. I, um, but yes, he does it out of a promise that he makes to Draco to Draco's mother. Correct. He mostly does it. He kills Dumbledore anyway because he knows he's like somebody has to because Dumbledore told him to. And the reason why he does what Dumbledore says is because Dumbledore manipulated him by using Lily's memory. Like Snape is motivated by Snape is motivated by his obsession with Harry's mother. First of all, Ari Stalkerish, and second of all, once again, not heroism. It's self-interest. Not to say that it's a bad thing and that his outcome is good. It's just not heroism. It still is though. He's still doing an act of good to be able to make sure that the good guy quote unquote wins. No, but he doesn't care if it's the good guy or not. Yes he does. Because it's a promise that he kept. He knows it's he. You're telling me that Dumbledore wouldn't have said anything about A, B, or C in terms of asking him to do X, Y, and Z, that he wouldn't do it out of his own his own interest to make sure that one, the kids of Hogwarts actually were still taken care of, even though he was still had to be the headmaster and kind of a dick doing it. He had to keep face four of Voldemort. B, that he wouldn't have sent the dough to uh, Harry Potter to find the sword, and C, that he just wouldn't always favor his own house anyway as an actual person that's what a hero in that in his position would have to do he's being a complete dick out of being a hero yeah. <laughs> <It's> my ass <laughs> maybe maybe he has heroic traits but doesn't make him a hero i like that qualification <laughs> same dude. i think, you, think I think we found the middle ground. No, dude, no. we found the middle, dude, the peace. 
so we found the peace in this. Chip makes very good points in that Snape has other actions that are separate from his promise to Lily. However, I don't think those equate the other things that he does. Whoa. All right, okay, how about this? How about this? Maybe we can't agree that he's a hero, but do you believe Snape is a good guy? No. Do you believe that Snape has done things out of, with anything without of self-interest? I think it's possible. I honestly need to go back and reread the series. <laughs> you go back and reread the series. We'll have another talk. Okay. Star Wars. Briefly, very, very briefly, so that we can stop this. Like, okay. I think I should. I think you and I do agree on Star Wars. No, the more I think about yeah. it, we love the yeah. original, like the original six, basically. If not just only the original three, seven, eight, and nine kind of sucked ass, and you know everything can kiss it. But you know the only thing good that came after everything was the Mandalorian, and even the Mandalorian, you kind of were like, meh about. No. So the original three are fine. They have the most ass dialogue in the history of dialogue. <laughs> and that, that is the case for every Star Wars movie. People knock the actors for not having good acting ability in those movies. It's not the actors. It's the terrible dialogue. Like, I'm sorry, George Lucas is an incredibly creative man. He's got fantastic ideas. He is not a writer. He has no idea what prose is. Like, <laughs> prose Fair is enough. very important. No, so the original three, fantastic. The prequels can suck. No, <laughs> the prequels can oh, suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so. Um, first speak of all, first of all, speak your truth, dude. <laughs> Find me in our email. I will email you back. Um, so the only thing if that you look at it, the only reason. <laughs> okay, okay, you know what? I check it every now and then. We are throwing jabs. This is so good. <laughs> Yes. First, thing, first things first. The first movie would have been redacted by Star Wars because that's something that they do. If it hadn't been for the actor <coughs> playing Qui Gon Jinn and the idea of Darth Maul. Second movie is honestly fine. It just has shit dialogue, which I guess is a staple for Star Wars because it's always there. But um, two is fine. Anakin is cringy as hell, but so are all of us when we're in love. And three is very well done. Next four, fine. The sequels are the epitome of lazy writing. Seven is a photocopy of, of four. Eight. Somebody was tripping balls in eight. And nine, nine is patchwork for not being able to write a single convincing villain. That's true. I'm looking at you, Snoke, and I'm looking at you, Kylo. Now, Mandalorian, first two seasons. Look at the fucking book. Emperor they had to bring back because there's no yes. villain good enough to actually be the villain. Yes. Um, and bear in mind, the same people that wrote this wrote Darth Vader, who's like the best villain of all time. Like, yeah. Anyway, Mandalorian, first two seasons, fantastic. Book of Boba Fett was ass. I haven't seen it. Um, Clone Wars, fantastic. Rebels, absolutely stunning. Um, Legends, eh. Kind of irrelevant, kind of not. Kenobi, haven't seen it yet. And I haven't seen Bad Batch. But TV shows are patchwork for the movies. They need to get out of the same fuck 20 fucking years, move on characters, and actually start thinking about the world building, not just good versus evil. Can you tell that this annoys me? No, not at all. <laughs> how do you come back from that? I don't know how to respond to all that knowledge I just gained. <laughs> Back, right thanks, dude. Too, Eric. My brain hurts too. It's okay. Appreciate it, man. 
Sorry, we got very sidetracked from your, from your interview. Yes, please ask us another question. What, what you got for us? No, cool. That was going really well. Dude, he stunned me, man. Oh, he probably talks about this. But, like, favorite, besides, let's, let's skip uh, Harry Potter, if that's even it. But favorite, like, book to movie or something. Or, like, what one you enjoyed, not necessarily because it was super accurate, but just enjoyed in general. Book to movie? Yeah. Easiest answer, which we're probably going to have to rule out just because it's so classic, is Lord of the Rings. I realize cool. some yeah, diehard Lord of the Rings fans, yeah, I feel like some diehard Lord of the Rings fans contest the movies heavily, but they're great movies. Like, and their yeah. casting choice, fantastic. Chip's about to contradict me. Um, oh, no, he looks like he's, he's reeling. Okay. Yeah. Aside from that book to movie. I'm going to throw one out there that I'm pretty sure it was a book first. Actually, give me two seconds. Let me look it up. Make sure. All right. Um, I sound um, really stupid. I'll go a bit. Trying to think of other like book to movie things that I've seen. Uh, Did you guys do like Maze Runner at all? I actually never read or saw that. I couldn't get through it. Oh, gee, those books, it. really. Like, I finished the whole series in a week. I think that's the most I've read like ever. I don't know why I got so hooked. It was the strangest week of my life. No, they're very like they're very appealing. Like a lot of people have really high praise for them. I just uh, I wasn't the biggest for some reason. I think I was reading something else at the time, and like Dashner's writing style wasn't quite doing it for me. Uh, Saying it was bad, it just was like I, I forgot why I stopped reading them. Um, I'm gonna throw one out there that's so random. Okay. Like, Everyone listening to me right now will think I'm someone else when I say this. But if you've ever read The Help, The Help is by uh, Catherine Stockett. And it's about um, maids and servants um, back in the day wanting to get back at the white people, basically, is what it was. Uh, and, what, and that would turn into, and basically there was a white journalist who, had to, who wanted to write and help make sure that equal rights and equal opportunities in the world and in America. And it was phenomenally done. And the movie was just as good. And so I know that's a really random throughout, but if you ever get the chance, yeah. read the help and that, yeah. and read that book or uh, read that book and watch that movie, because even watching the movie, you still like, it's one of the best book to movie. Like they looked at the book, they watched it. Like they read that script on the movie almost. Yeah. Uh, so it was really, it was a really yeah. good book to movie um thing and the only reason i say is because it followed the book so well uh yes. you know if, if you're talking about just a movie that i'm glad they made because it was a book i mean like could you go wrong i don't know if you've ever seen Tintin, but Tintin is also in a phenomenal okay, movie just okay. alone to even be though fair, the comic strip fair. is hilarious the original comic strip is racist as shit oh yeah but um, big time. uh oh, okay. eric Eric, have you ever read yeah. have you ever seen the Tintin the Tintin comics? No, I don't. Some of their. Where would I have watched it at? Like what network or movie? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's they only made one movie. Yeah, it came out. Oh, one, gotcha. Four years ago, three years ago, it was longer than that. It oh no, out, like, it was like ten years ago, dude. Really? Oh yeah. I, I can't, yeah, it came out when we were younger, Man. but um, not it's like loosely bell. animated. The movie was good, but the comics are atrociously like they're fun like they're interesting comics but they're they're freaking racist like a little like, dated right now it's like ah that didn't carry over you know yeah yeah gotcha. like uh, the kind of like uh like 
like like it's pre that. World War like pre World War Two. Right? You ever see Tintin? Oh, whoa! Yes, okay, I'm familiar. Yeah, that's yeah. the Tintin I'm talking about. They made one of their comics into a movie. Um, oh, cool! And, yeah. and so, I mean, I thought that was hilarious. It was really good yes. as a kid. It's not a bad movie. I think. Oh yeah, this one's going out on a limb here because I'm probably one of the few people listening to this podcast that's actually read the Star Trek books. But the Star Trek book to movie, fantastic. Oh no, I didn't mean to open up uh, this can of worms. No, Star Trek. <laughs> I spent, I was trying to avoid it on my notes. I have no Star Trek. Oh god. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> Are you a big Star yeah. Trek fan? No, I've never seen a single ounce of Star Trek. Not a Good show, not Good a movie. You. Good for you. Didn't oh, know there was a book. Shut up. If you just watched one of them, you'd really enjoy it. It actually is a good series. Don't you don't have to watch like the originals because that will like, nah, steer your really, way because with way really CGI don't. has progressed over the yeah. years. But yeah. current like if you watch one of the original like, current movies, they're phenomenal. I definitely enjoy yeah. them. Oh, cool. I'm also not like a Star Wars guy either though. So like, that's fine. I don't like either of the stars, man. So we're cool. No hatred. <laughs> I got something solid. I just thought about it. What do you guys think Arya would do? If like her and I think it was like Feolin were like still together, do you think she'd be helping the Varden as much as she did, or would she be in like mm-hmm. Alice Mara doing whatever, making gardens and stuff? Where do you think her timeline would shift if she didn't get captured and all this stuff? <laughs> Ooh, that I really appreciated that question. That was a phenomenal question. Oh, dude, thanks, man. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a second to think on this. That wasn't on my notes because, like, what my favorite character was, like, you know, Faeon or whatever his name is, just because I think he was the first elf I was ever introduced to, like, fantasy. And it's like, oh, he's cool elves are riding. This guy's got a spear, and I'm like a kid. Spears are sick. And then he just dies. I'm like, oh, no. And then you find out this one had a name. So, like, that elf that got murdered in, like, two seconds is my favorite dude on the planet. So, like, (laughs) Faeon's cool. And I, I was thinking about Faeon. I'm like, oh, yeah. He was, like, Dating Arya is a sweet. What would happen if they were still together? Boom. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Phelan was one of the ones that traveled with her when she had to make the egg dis- dissect. Yes. To- okay, cool. Yes. So I think knowing that, that situation, and that's what she was doing, I don't think she would have changed her way of life. I think she still would have been helping the Varden just as much. I still think she would have been a messenger. She still would have been doing the travels back and forth. Um, that's only because that's the scene that we have seen them in, and I'm only using that based off of context and what I, you know, what we know uh, based off the storyline and what it has appeared for us. Not that I know Arya's, you know, hundreds of years of knowledge and what her past is like, but just from what we have seen between them two, if they currently already do are together and they currently already are traveling, going back and forth between Ellis Meta and Frithender, then. Why would that change? You know, that's my thought process on it. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I forgot about like, oh yeah, they, he died right when he transported the egg. You know, <laughs> two, two days ago, what would happen? <laughs> no, no I but think, so silly. It's kind of it's in my head like that. Yeah, yeah. maybe no, she would just completely change up. I, don't know. I mean, I, hey, I'm with Chip. I, I'm with Chip that she would still be fighting. I think she might, if she was still with Phelan, I think she'd be with the elves fighting with the elves rather than with explicitly with the Vardom. Mm. Although in terms of personality, like the thing is we don't get much of Arya's personality. But the thing is she's already been the she's already the ambassador for Insanzati, right? So therefore she would be with the uh, Vardom anyway during the war. 
That's fair. That's fair. Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, honestly, that's that is interesting. Like, I wonder how they really that we should ask Paulini that. Like, yeah, if he I wasn't, can. if actually, yeah, let's. I'll, I'll write that actually down. Yeah, in write our notes. that in our notes. Yeah, Eric, next we're time, gonna ask this fucking yeah. question. We're gonna ask. Oh, him cool. If he had it killed off, Paulin, what? He, would have like if he would have done anything different. Yeah. Oh, there would there would have been like beef with Aragon and him. Like they both yeah. love her. <laughs> like uh, there could have been some crazy things. That'd have been so funny. Yeah. I, I'm gonna write that down. So we can he's just getting his butt that. kicked by an elf every time he hits on her. You know. <laughs> no, actually, like I'm writing. I'm writing that down right now. Um, yeah. so we can ask him that and uh, just sort of get his thoughts on that whole matter. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I love thinking about like what a character would have been doing if you know. If they went left instead of right, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And there's Angela who goes left and right. Oh, gosh. Yes. Angela's and up and down. I, lo- I love your guys' thoughts on her. It's so funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm excited or terrified to read The Fork, The Witch, and the Worm if it's about Angela. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not all about her, so you're good. That's yeah. right. Um, oh, you know, she was supposed to be like a temporary character. She's only supposed to be in book one. He was doing like an AMA about her like years ago. And ask me anything for those who don't know. But uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, she's supposed to be just in book one. And then fans loved her enough to bring her back in like books two, three, and four, which oh, I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, let us on with one more question. I'm sorry to cut you short. I know I've got a meeting here shortly, but if you don't mind asking us one more question, I'd be glad to answer it and see where it goes. No, cool. Oh, man. I think I got what I had down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold, any characters you hated and now like, or characters you liked and now hated? And Sloan kind of goes as one. Like, you know, you want to sympathize for him. You hate him at first, and then he's like, ah, oh, maybe yeah. not so bad. Because you just feel bad. It's not really, you don't really like the guy still. Yeah. I think. But I think any character you're saying- like, this dude sucks. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know this. Yeah. I think this goes without saying, with just my general reaction for all of book one, I think it goes without saying that Brahm's definitely one that I hated and liked. Uh, just because I feel like just we, we've been over that. Y'all, you've listened, to the, you've listened to the episodes. It's pretty obvious how that was. But I will say, Aragon actually was a oh, hated yeah. two character that I'm liking a lot more. Is that, uh, I mean, I think Chip and I expressed just how annoyed we were with Aragon for most of the first two books. Yeah, that was um, so funny. Uh, <laughs> love hearing it. So good. But I like, I, one of the things I appreciate the most about Palini is his patience with writing characters and his ability to make them uncomfortable. Like a lot of, it's very tempting writing characters to shy away from bad parts or to shy away from parts that may not make them entirely likable because you want your audience and your, your readers to get behind that character. So it's, it's very tempting to just like do what the character, do what you think will make the audience support the character the most. But Palini had no qualms about that. And he, I appreciate a lot how much patience it took for him to stick with Aragon, making poor decisions and being annoying and being a kid and having the patience to show us how he's growing up. I've actually really enjoyed that, even though we made a lot of fun of him at the beginning and still did. Oh, cool. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give him some fun, man, for sure. <laughs> um, 
All right. I know Armin's going to reach to the screen and kick my ass for saying this one. Orc. I knew it. Oh, dude. I did. And I think he was great. I love how his like character was. I love him in terms of how he stood up for even Murtaugh and Aragon for the twins. I love how he was very, you know, on top of whatever he needed to do, whatever he was ordered to do. Now, I'm not saying what he did was wrong. I think his actions with Aragon, when Aragon came back to further for the council and, you know, the, the whole election thing was very appropriate for him. I think that's a very, that's the way he needed to act, needed to act and needed to take care of business. Now, currently, I just don't like him because he just seems that he, I'm not saying that, I don't think his power has gone to his head. I think it's that there's so much responsibility now put upon him. And I think that's for anybody. And and I don't think that has to be Oryx specifically. I think anyone who, and you can look at it from, you know, I don't know if you what kind of businesses you worked in, but from your own jobs and day-to-day life, if you have one of your coworkers right next to you, you're laughing and talking, and then they become a manager or something, and they act a whole completely different, you know, and that's just because now they have this other view, they have this other responsibility upon them that takes precedent, and you just have to respect it, and as much as I love having Warwick being the chief and, you know, running the whole entire, all the clans and everything like that, I just really hope he still stays true to who he is. Not that he hasn't, but I think for him, the pressure of the responsibility of making sure that all the dwarves stay alive, that he helps the Varden out, he keeps the agreements at hand, he keeps calm, is going to affect him as his own personality. Not necessarily that he is a person I do not like, just that his character is going to grow and change in a way that it hasn't before and might not have changed and grown if he wasn't elected. So it had nothing to do with actually him himself, if that makes sense. Uh, you start off and I'm like, man, you don't like this dude because he's stressed out. No. <laughs> but then he, he brought you brought it back. So like, okay, I, that totally yeah. makes sense. But you don't like him because he has more responsibility, dude. No, but, no, 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 it's not that. Uh, cool. But in all seriousness, hundred percent arrogant. Hated him so much in the beginning. Yeah. And sometimes here and there, come on, dude. But I know. swear, this last this past episode is that episode out yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one about him sipping. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Oh no. Did you what? What what was that? (laughs) No, I was gonna say this as we were saying in this past episode, if Aragon goes back into full puppy dog simp mode, oh yeah. I'm just gonna be very annoyed. It's like he he has his moments, but I will say, I will say for like dislike, dissuade him. Or uh, Nasuada, I think is how probably Nasuada, I believe, yes. Um, so like I I loved Nasuada to be it. And throughout most of book two, fantastic. Like uh we were talking a lot, especially with the trial of the long knives and how she was handling the uh the Varden. And through book three, she got a lot more plot elementy in terms of like she had less devoted to her own personal character and more devoted just to the, the actions of the Varden. Yeah. And she, I think the biggest thing that's been sort of off-putting about Natsuada is uh, Oren, is her interaction with, with King Oren. He's a wild um, card. He is. And, like, I always wanted them to have, like, more to him. But I, we, so we touched on this a lot in our episodes as well, just, like, that having her com- consistently dismiss him and his wishes, like, her actions directly contradict what she was saying, made it a bit less... Uh, and just sort of made me like her a bit less. And also, like, like we got less character pieces on her and more 
just straight up uh, like plot and context. So yeah. yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, Eric. I, again, I'm sorry that I have to cut this short on you. Um, no, all good, man. Good um, times. Love your story. I think it was a perfect story to hear about oh, how you heard thanks, about our dude. podcast. I think kept it, one of the best kept it PG. And that's good. That's all we can ask for. You know, I think we're PG-13 at this point. Um, yeah, definitely PG-13. Uh, we do use some cuss words here and there. Oh, but. for sure, yes. <laughs> hey, thank you so hey, much, you guys. Also, it's hey, been so much cuss fun. words too, all right, Armin? Uh, but yeah. yeah, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being prepared. You know, as you know, we always make the joke that we're not. We do our best in all honesty. But, you know, sometimes we just, you know, life is life. And this is something we do on the side and we appreciate not just you, but everyone who listens to us to understand when we have to take a week off for personal issues and stuff like that. Yeah, um, for sure. You guys are you guys are dope, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we so appreciate you a lot of us. Thanks for yeah, being with thanks. us. Um, Cheers. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the crowd out there? No, good to go, man. Hope That's you guys awesome. enjoyed. It was fun. I definitely did. I definitely did. Armin? That's all for me. Thanks for listening as always. Thanks for joining us, Eric, and take care, y'all. Did you say the final words, Eric? Ah, peace out, my dudes and dudettes. (laughs) That's a wrap. Flights of Allegasium is produced by Chip and Armin. Hosted by Chip and Armin. Created by Chip and Armin. Edited by Chip. Music is by Oscar Barbeza. Website is by Chip. Illustrations are by Birdie Taylor. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.